This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. Good morning. I had a wonderful night's sleep. Uh, Within three minutes of my bed getting on the pillow, I was out like a light. And this morning, I actually see daylight. Uh, So uh, I'm glad I was able to get rested up last night because I certainly needed it. Uh, last night, I spent uh, spent some time talking with my blogging mastermind group, and we tra- chatted for a while, and, and that went well. It was good to catch up with them. There was a little bit of a uh, a stumble in that we all thought it was starting at seven or seven thirty, and it was supposed to start at seven. So going forward, what I'm going to end up doing is sending out a reminder email to the three people that are left. There were going to be six people initially, um, and then it just ended up that two of them never showed up, and then one just um, stopped stopped going because she had, she she had some other things going on in her life. So that's that's what happens. Um, Actually, you know, from time to time with a, a mastermind group. Today and tomorrow are pretty much unstructured days from the standpoint of uh, any kind of phone calls or anything I have with anyone. So I'm feeling quite relieved with that. And I've got, um, I'm going to devote an hour a day to, you know, working further on my one plane way challenge um, and then I'll get a blog post written today and tomorrow I want to get two blog posts written so that Saturday is um, already taken care of which I suspect I can then I've got some catch-up work I need to do um, and I've got uh, so it's going to be another busy day however I do have a lunch and learn which will be a nice breakup. I do have to drive down to carry for that. So I I want to talk a little bit further about this this quote from Benjamin Franklin where he says that our net worth to the world usually is what's left after our bad habits are subtracted from our good habits. There's that's just such a profound statement that that he he made and here I've been blogging for three months now and uh, part of the reason that I've been blogging was to find my voice and find things that I have to say and this whole thing of our habits and I knew this stuff it's just I had to figure out some stuff by writing and just working through my material. The um, 
the thing about developing content is it's not all going to be 100% great stuff. Um, you want it to be, but there's it's, it's a repetitive, or I'm going to use a bigger word here, iterative. So there's many different versions. It's a versioning process where we've got to write and then edit and write and right now the um the editing piece which i'm sure there's plenty of people who have better english uh writing experiences than i do will probably point out some things i've got got passive voice in some of my talking but you know and they say you should never use passive voice which i I'm going to use passive voice from time to time. <laughs> that's just the way I am, you know. Um, that's how I talk, and typically I talk like I write. Or I'm going to phrase that. I write like I talk. Um, it's very conversational the way I write. Um, and most of the times I use one-paragraph sentences. It adds more white space into the um, the 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 page the web page and um, I write about my life and I write about stories and and the the nice thing about writing about your life is um, you know I've got 45 years I will rephrase I've got 40 years of memories five of those you know five of my 45 years I don't really remember much, uh, which is pretty normal. Uh, but I've got 40 years of experiences and lessons learned. And by writing about what I know, I can actually write any other person's, any other, th any, you know, if I find an idea from someone else, I could easily, so like, like with Benjamin Franklin, I didn't write that quote that I talked about at the beginning. You know, however, I can talk about what that quote means to me or an experience that reminded me of it. And and so there's I remember back thinking with um, I don't know, years ago, 10 plus years ago, when I was writing my. Um, when I was writing my blog originally and I wrote very you know in similar regard to the way I wrote back then the one thing that um, I thought further about as I stopped doing it is I quote unquote didn't have time which is you know it is the stupidest excuse ever um, it's the, the the truth of the matter is there were the other priorities <clears throat> you know so uh, I think any time in the future when I think or I want to say I didn't have time, I'm going to rephrase that and say there are other priorities that are more important. Um, and I think that's the way I want to say it because although I, when someone says I don't have time, the first thing I say is, well, that's, that's a bunch of malarkey. Um, and I've got specific reasons why I feel that way. Um, and so getting back to 
you know, how do you, what do you write about? Well, I write about my life. I write about what's important to me. You know, if I run and go have breakfast or have lunch with a friend of mine, we don't have talker's block. There's no problem talking with each other. We know, you know, we, we talk about what we talk about. And as we're talking with each other, the conversation gets richer and richer. And the, the same thing happens with, with blogging is as I've been writing and writing, I've got probably a month's worth of ideas in my head of things I want to write about. I just haven't written yet. Um, and I've captured a lot of those ideas down. Uh, I know what I want to write them out. I haven't scheduled out exactly when I want them written. Um, and that's and that's fine for right now. I think that may be one of the things I work on, but um, I haven't really had any problems with writing content. Um, and I think it might be I may have had a a, a mental block in the past. Um, and I remember in May that I committed to blogging three times a week. And it was just, once I made the commitment to do it, I did it. You know, I did that for two months. And then I made the commitment to write every day. And I've been doing that. And so here's the thing is, I think the difference between May, when I wasn't blogging, writing any blog post at all, and July was just making it, a decision. Each time I made a decision and then every day I decided to continue to keep up, or let me rephrase that. Each, at the beginning of May, I made a commitment to myself. And then at the beginning of July, I made a commitment to myself. And then every day I made the decision to stay consistent with my commitment. And as I was talking with um, my colleague during the blogging um, mastermind last night, this personal responsibility that a lot of people talk about, it, it's, it's true for so many areas of life is that if we want to do something, then the answer is to do it. And... This person asked me, well, how do you do YouTubes? And she talked about, you know, just something or other. And then I showed her just this selfie, to, selfie stick that I used. And the, 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 the answer to the question is just to do it. And I figured out how to do stuff along the way. And um, I have enough faith in myself that I just have to take one step forward. And as I take one step forward, the path that I'm choosing to be on, although it's not lit for more than a, a step or two, when I move forward, it's almost like there is a little um, spotlight on me. And if the whole path was lit up, I probably would get a little bit overwhelmed on all the work that needed to be done. You know, because anytime we're trying to achieve something great, it's going to take throwing great resources of our time, money, and effort into it. 
Um, and it's easy enough to spend a lot of time planning, planning, planning. This is what I want, which I'm not going to say there's no value in that. Um, certainly there's value in having a path and planning it out. But I feel like it's more important to have a path and a direction that you want to go on and then just start going. Um, and then the, there's a discovery process that happens, which is a lot of fun. There's a learning process that is painful at some times and fun at other times. And the learning process and the growing process that's all involved with that gets to be a really uh, wonderful experience. And then there's wins and there's losses. And the losses make the wins amazing because the price is paid in the losses and the price is paid in investing our resources and our time into the objective that we want. Um, and when I was talking with this lady last night, she's like, Damon, you've made so much progress since I saw you back in Tampa. And I thanked her and I said, you know, I put a lot of work into this. You know, and I'm on average, I'm probably working, you know, 65 hours a week right now uh, because that's what it takes um, to get done the things that I need to get done. Or that I, let me rephrase that, the, th the things that I'm choosing to get done. It, it, there's, there's a, there, there is an amount of work that needs to get done. And I'm not going to get the results until I, I put in the requisite or required work. Um, so I am back at my office. Um, I'm looking forward to a normal work day. And I'm looking forward to just having a really good day. All right. We'll talk to you later. All righty. It is the end of the day. And so I'm heading home. Um, and I would have to say that I really enjoyed my day to day. Part of what I did is work on um, providing training videos for uh, one of for my bookkeeper. And essentially, what I did is I I did the work I normally would do, and then I used my screencasting software. Uh, the specific software I use is screencastomatic.com, and so that software is what I use. I put on my my headphones, which have, it's a Logitech headphone with a microphone on it, um, and then what I do is I just record what I'm doing while I'm doing it. From time to time, I'll pause that video in order to, um, so they don't have to watch everything, every single thing. But essentially, I'm recording a bit training video for uh, my clients and, and or for my bookkeeper. And so the great thing about this is the process is documented. Um, I only have to explain the process once uh, and then my bookkeeper can review those trainings over and over and over and over and over again, as many times as she needs. Um, and so that's part of what happened today. And then I went to a power lunch and learn midday. And 
the um, speaker there, Paul Leering, was uh, he very successful business owner. Uh, he had a, I think it was a voiceover IP company that uh, he sold, and then uh, he took a year off. And then he's, he said that he had three children, and what he did is he told each of his three children, okay, you and I, we're going to go on a, a vacation. Uh, we're going to spend a month on this vacation, and we will go anywhere in the world that you want to go. And I was like, that is pretty amazing. Um, it just stretched um, my um, imagination a little bit of a way to do something special with one-on-one um, -on -one with a child of mine. I've done one-on-one -on -one trips um, before with um, children of mine. One of the things I did is um, I wanted to incentivize them to uh, earn money. And my oldest daughter, Nora, one of the things I did for her is she wanted to get an American Girl doll. And I told her, okay, if you save up the money for it, then we will, um, I will go with you to Chicago to the biggest American Girl doll store. And uh, you can go buy your American Girl doll there. And uh, we'll just have a, a, a weekend of it. And uh, so she finally saved up enough money. And we went to Chicago, and uh, we had just an amazing time together. Um, it's a really cherished memory that I had with her. And as we were um, leaving the hotel at the, on the last day of our trip, I, I said to her, I was like, well, do you know why we did this trip? And she gave me an answer, which I don't remember. And then I said to her, I want you to realize that you can have what you want as long as you're willing to um, make the money. And I, I don't remember what else I had, but one of the things when I was growing up, um, there was, um, I heard this frequently, well, we don't have the money or we don't, we're not made of money or all this other stuff. So I, I call that scarcity thinking now. And there's a lot of people out there that are scarcity thinking. And it really bothered me um, that that was the answer. I said, well, if you want to get it, then let's figure out a way to get it. You know, go ahead and save up your money. You can get it if you can save up your money. Um, and celebrating the fact that, you know, earning money and getting the things we want in our life is just, there's a, that's a wonderful aspect of the game of life. Um, so then my second daughter... Claire, I made the same deal with her, and I said, um, where do you want to go? And she's a big Lego nut, which I've talked, I think I've talked about before, but she loved Legos. Um, and so once she saved up her money, we went down to uh, Legoland down in Florida, uh, halfway between Orlando and Tampa, I think is where that's at. And we had the best time. We stayed in the Lego Hotel. Um, we spent two days at Legoland. And then uh, as we were leaving, we they have actually Legos, a number of Lego stores at Legoland where you can buy different, you know, Lego sets and all that. 
Um, and we bought a bunch of Lego sets and, um, she just had, both of us had an amazing time. Um, and so some of those things that, uh, and I think Levi, my son, he's already indicated that he wants to go to, um, Legoland and it's about time for him to start earning that money so I can plan that trip with him. Um, and so this guy, uh, Paul Levering, I think is his name. He, he talked about this experience. And so he took a year off and then, uh, he, I don't know what, which order this happened in, but he, um, he, he's, I think, I don't know if he either started a commercial HVAC company or if he bought one. I don't, I don't remember what, what, what the story was, but he said he started off with three, um, sprinter vans and then they, um, now have 15 sprinter vans and the goal is to get it up to 50 sprinter vans, I think is what he said. And he's got, and, and, and in addition to that, he has become a, um, EOS trainer, which comes, uh, that's a, a business, I don't want to say planning, but a, a business system. Gino Wickman wrote this book called Traction. And in Traction, he gives um, a, basically a, I'm trying to think of the best word for this, a, a template for how the business should be set up. You've got three functions, sales, operations, and finance, and then you've got an implementer, and then you've got a visionary. So basically, it's it boils down into very simple terms the way that a business should be organized. And uh, Paul gave a great presentation on it, and I've read Traction before. I thought it was a, a phenomenal book. I think I may have even listened to it on audio book a couple times as well. Um, and he, um, went through that and I got some great ideas. And then while I was thinking, I was like, you know what I would, and he just, you know, I talked with him beforehand and I asked him about it and he said, well, EOS is what, and EOS stands for entrepreneurial operating system is what that stands for. Um, and essentially EOS, he became a trainer on that and he helps people implement it and then helps people, um, keep touch with it. And so he, he, he got that all set up and then, um, he, uh, his blue, his blue, blue hat mechanical, I think is the name of his HVA commercial HVAC C company. Um, he's got that operate from a standpoint that, um, he can have this EOS traction business and help people, um, get their businesses set up in a way so that they can, you know, create, you know, create, create their lot, you know, their, their dream lives out of it. Um, and so that was, um, pretty, pretty fantastic. And while, while he was talking, um, I thought, you know, I would love to have, uh, Paul as a, guest 
on my uh, podcast, one, uh, one because he was a successful business person. Um, he's also a member of Entrepreneurial Organization, which is this, um, basically it's a peer-led group. And in order to become a member of Entrepreneurial Organization, your business has to have at least a million dollars of revenue. Uh, which is very few companies out there. I think he said 4% of companies um, get to that level. Um, and the whole point of it is to have uh, the ability to have mind share between people, um, to share experiences and to learn from each other. Uh, and uh, Dan, this, um, Dan and Jackie Better, Better actually introduced me to Entrepreneur Organization um, I was invited as a guest uh, to one of the events with them, uh, which I went to last week. And um, it's an organization I'm really um, interested in joining, uh, which I'll be able to join within 12 months. Um, and it would give me the ability to uh, get around other people that are growing businesses and and be able to contribute, but also to have people contribute to me. And one of the things that happens as you're a business owner is it can be very lonely, uh, particularly um, as you have successes. As you have successes, um, you can't really share those successes with people that you work with. Being around other entrepreneurs is is an important thing um, to be. And so um, I really would like to join that organization. I know that Mike Michalowicz, uh, the founder, or the author and founder of uh, Profit First and the uh, Profit First Professionals, he has talked uh, very highly of EO or Entrepreneurs Organization. And so that was the uh, other thing that was great. Getting back to, you know, one of the things that happens a lot is uh, as you grow a business, um, you get, unless you're very specific about the people that you want to work with, um, you can get working with some people that are not your ideal customers. Um, and so some of the things to, th- to think about is I've got a customer avatar who I really like working with. Um, and they are the other thing I want to have is an anti-avatar. So someone that I definitely do not want to work with and all these attributes that that um, I don't want to work with. Um, and I know one of those attributes is someone who is demanding and wants everything done yesterday. Um, and it's just like, ugh. And then another person that I don't want is someone that demands perfection. That's not what, um, I don't need those type of people in my business. Uh, and there's other, other things that I will recognize that I want and don't want. And it's all a learning process. So as I find someone that I really like working with, I will tell you that um, one of the things that uh, I, I took um, a friend of mine out for lunch a week ago, and either the next day or, or the day after, um, I looked, I was going home and I looked out on my car and there was a thank you card from him. And I was just like, 
that's that's it. That is one of those things I definitely want in my business. I want people in customers and also um, uh, employees and contractors and all this other stuff. I want people in my business that are grateful people. Um, they're the type of people that write handwritten thank you letters to people or thank you cards. And I would tell you that um, when I got done with this um, lunch and learn, I wrote uh, a, a thank you card to the organizers of, of the lunch and learn. And then I also wrote one to Paul Leering, who was the, um, um, the presenter of the EOS and traction. Uh, and it's, um, and then I, at the bottom, I said, PS, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Um, so, and a week from now I will, um, um, contact him and, uh, I'll probably give him a call and, and because I'm finding more and more people don't call. Uh, but the other thing is, is the, the really amazing thing about thank you notes, um, in particular is that very, 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 very few people, um, take the time to write a thank you note. And when you, um, when you write a thank you note, especially a handwritten thank you note, it's a amazing gesture that you took the time to stop what you're doing and express that gratitude. And for me, it's a two-sided thing. For me, I feel amazing because I'm grateful for what I got, you know? And so there's, there's a lot of power personally in being grateful. I probably get more out of being grateful just from the way that it improves my life and allows me to recognize the good things I have in my life. Uh, and even when I have things that are not as desirable, I'm still trying to be thankful for those because something positive will come out of everything that happens. Um, but getting back to, so there's one aspect of me expressing gratitude. And then the other aspect is um, when I write a thank you note to someone else, um, I'm honoring them for whatever they did. They took time out of their day to do something uh, for me for whatever reasons that may be. It may have been that they wanted to share something they really appreciated. And especially if you get some, like someone who gets up and stands in public and prepares a presentation, um, they put a lot of effort into that. Um, and I know Paul went through and became certified for that for various reasons. He, one, I think he wants to make money with it. But the other thing is he wants to help people with the EO system. And so I know that personally, um, I will be looking at, I probably will end up hiring him at some point in the next six months, uh, because as my business grows, there's going to be stuff I need to get in place and it's going to be worth it for me to hire someone who has a master of that subject, um, and knows, and especially someone like Paul who has been, been able to sell a business and be able to take time off from life 
um, and then also to um, go out and grow another business very successfully. Um, why wouldn't I want to learn from a person like that? So I am home. I, I had a wonderful time talking today and sharing some of my thoughts here. Um, I did today, this is where I'm going to end on, I put out uh, on Facebook uh, an announcement that I'm excited about launching the podcast in a week. And it's um, it's my journey documenting the process. Or it's, it's me documenting the process of going from zero to a million a year or in 12 months. So um, I t- and for the next six days, I'm going to go ahead and say six more days, five more days, eight more days, you know, all that. And so I'll do a countdown every day uh, to build up, hopefully build up some anticipation around it. So anyway, there we go. And um, have a great day. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin. Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.